How beautiful. Thank you, Greg and youth choir. Uh, I would like to ask you to turn with me, if you will, uh, to the second book of Timothy. We'll be in chapters 2 and 3 uh, today for a few verses. This is, of course, a challenge to all the graduates, but so that you and I don't hang up the receiver here, this is a challenge to me and to you, to all of us in the room today, and to everyone watching. This is a, this is a, a critical time in our culture and it is a critical time, as uh, Dr. Muborn shared a little bit earlier, for us to take a strong stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. And we want to encourage you with that today, graduates going forward. You're at a crossroads in your life, no pun intended and every pun intended. You are at a crossroads. I say this every year at this point. The first two weeks of your college experience, your military experience, your work experience now that you're out of high school... The first two weeks determines the rest of your life. Who you choose as your friends, where you choose to drop anchor in your away from home church situation. The decisions you make to walk with the Lord are critical really in those first two weeks. We could have moms and dads, grandparents that are here today, um, uh, single adults that could stand and testify to, oh yes, that is very important. But I want you to read with me, if you will, first of all, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord, not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, Rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and idle babblings. Your translation may say godless chatter. For they will increase to more ungodliness. And their message will spread like cancer. Hymenaeus and Philetus are of this sort. Now turn to chapter 3 and verse 14 and chapter 3. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Friends and family gathered here today watching online in the overflow rooms and graduates today again, this is a momentous step for you graduates, as I mentioned earlier, that you're taking. In fact, the word, the word graduate or graduation comes from the Latin word Graeus, G-R-A-O-U-S, which literally means step. And the theme of 2 Timothy, this is just like God in the details. The theme of 2 Timothy chapter 2 is be a responsible role model, be a witness. And the theme of chapter 3 of 2 Timothy is the perversions of our culture and the prescription for the Christ follower as a result of the perversions of our culture is to be warned. Be a witness and be warned. From a dingy Roman prison, let's have some context here. 
Just before his execution, Paul writes this, his final letter to his young son in the ministry, Timothy, as Dr. Muborn referenced a little bit earlier. And he's encouraging young Timothy to soldier on. In essence, Paul is saying, son, cling to Jesus. Hang tough. The days ahead are going to be treacherous. You need to be especially mindful of false teachers. And this doesn't just mean the church. It also means the classroom. Even though they might sound good, they might have a compelling voice, they might even have the biggest crowd in town, I beg every one of us in this room, graduates especially, always measure their words and action against Scripture. We could stop right there, couldn't we? Or another way to say this is read the book, and the book will read you. I posted a quote from Charles Haddon Spurgeon this past week that had a lot of you comment on that has just been like a lightning bolt to my soul. Spurgeon said, speaking of the Bible, there is no need to defend a lion when he is being attacked. All we have to do is open the gate and let him out. He will defend himself. The Bible is God's holy word. You don't need the eye gate of race or ethnicity of your trauma from childhood. I'm not minimizing those. You need the only eye gate, the only place to look through, and the only vision that you need to see is through God's holy word. You received, graduates, a copy of uh, the Bible today. You probably have many. Uh, they try to make this, Cameron and Dr. Muborn tried to make it a little more of a travel Bible for you, but may that be something that you just rough the edges of over the coming years. I also want to mention to us here a couple of things, several things today. You're going to have to listen fast, all right? Class of 2021, all of us gathered here today, from what we've read this morning, first of all, stay strong. Stay strong. Verse 19 in chapter 2, nevertheless, the solid foundations. Then if you look in verse 21, it says you will be prepared for every good work. Every one of your parents, of both of your parents and all of the parents of our graduates today and others, they've done the best they could. Now they can't be with you. Now some of you live close enough to drive home and take your laundry with you. And maybe at Christmas break for you boys that live in the dorm, your mom will go to the dorm that she set up for you back here in late August and she'll get there in December to get you or January to get you back in and she'll say something like this. Have you not washed these sheets since I put them on this bed? True story. Listen to some scriptures here. First Chronicles 16, chapter 11. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face evermore. Psalm 18, 32. It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. I'm not going to be able to read all of these, so up in the booth upstairs, go please to Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Graduates, that's our prayer for you. All of you gathered in the room today, and I wish you would pray that for me and Vicki as well. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So stay, stay strong. Stay focused. Stay focused. 
Verse 15 says, present yourself. You will never stand taller than when you are on your knees. You're very familiar with the Romans chapter 12 passage, verse 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you what? Present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Here's the important part about this verse. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. This means you have to personally surrender. You have to climb on the altar of the Lord. You have to give yourself to the Lord. And hear this today, all of us in the room. You will never truly live until you die to yourself. You will never truly live until you die to yourself. Third thing, stay in the scriptures. You'd expect me to say this, but it really is true, is it not? Stay in the scriptures. Verse 15, rightly dividing the word of truth. Did you know the Bible is now translated into almost 2,000 languages? And uh, I read a statistic the other day that said every three days, Wycliffe Bible translators and trial, uh, translators around the world, about every three days, an unreached people group, they receive the Holy Scriptures in their language. You and I have God's Word perfectly spelled out for us. Great knowledge and information can be gleaned from your textbooks. However, the truth and pure help me to live today wisdom can only be found in God's holy word. Continue in the scriptures, all of us. Find confidence in the scriptures. Be comforted by the scriptures. Be committed to the truth of scripture. I want to run down a rabbit hole for a minute. Don't send me an email, okay? Don't send me a text. Let me just tell you some things, graduates, to be very careful of, and the list would be long, and I know you know this. And it's sad that I would even have to mention this, but there are many in this room that won't even like what I'm about to say. As we warn about false teachers, as we learn about what is committed to the truth of Scripture, I want to beg you, don't buy into the lie of abortion. Don't buy into the lie of same-sex marriage. Don't buy into the lie of alcohol. Don't buy into the lie, I'm going to live with my girlfriend to see if we're compatible. Don't buy into the lie. We could go on and on and on. You and I must stay in the scriptures. Here's another lie. Don't buy into the lie, I have a really good Bible study on campus. I don't need to be a part of a local church. There were no amens here, by the way. Come on. Yeah, just wonder if y'all paying attention. Where was that from? Was that from outside the building? I didn't. Amen. That's a pastor that said that. He's got my back here. And I could say this one with tears. Don't buy into the lie. 
that America is a terrible place. Perhaps no country in the world needs Jesus more than America. South Korea is sending more missionaries to America than America is sending to anywhere around the world total. We need Jesus. We need revival. I want to encourage you to be like what Paul says to his young protege, Timothy. Remember your boyhood, how you were reared. I think reared's in the Bible. Timothy, remember your boyhood. Timothy, remember your Bible. There was a test conducted by a university where 10 students were placed in a room. Three lines of varying length were drawn on a card. The students were told to raise their hands when the instructor pointed to the longest line. But nine of the students had been instructed beforehand privately to raise their hands when the instructor pointed to the second longest line. One student was the stooge. The usual reaction of the stooge was to put his hand up, look around, and realize that he was all alone, pull it back down. This happened 75% of the time with students from grade school through high school. The researchers concluded that many would rather stand with the majority than risk being right and alone. Now is the time when you will have to face some of your fears squarely with firm confidence in God. Never, ever, ever take your cues from the crowd. Wow. Stay strong, stay surrendered. Stay in the scriptures. Learn for a living. Learn for a living. Verse 15 of chapter 2. I want to read this again. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. A student asked the brilliant and famous Dr. Albert Einstein, Dr. Einstein, how many feet are there in a mile? Einstein astonished the student by saying, I don't know. The student was sure that the great teacher was joking. Einstein explained, I make it a rule not to clutter my mind with simple information which in a matter of minutes I can find in a book. Wow. And the stuff that I put in my head and you do as well is just unbelievable. Most of us are bombarded with data every day. We receive a constant stream of facts, figures, and opinions. All this information clutters our IBMs, our itty-bitty minds. Until we, risk, until we run the risk of ignoring the information we need for creative living. I'm not a real good example of this. I spend a lot of time online for a lot of different reasons. And last night... And Vicky just rolls her eyes, and now she's wondering, what is he going to say? Last night, um, uh, last night, I just closed my laptop. It was almost bedtime, and, uh, and I have an app that shows when the International Space Station flies over. Any other nerds in the room that do that? One nerd besides me. Wow. And so I went outside in our backyard. It was a beautifully clear night. I just watched the ISS fly over. I waved at them. They waved at me. 
Everybody except the Russian, he didn't wave. (laughs) And you know what entered my mind is the wonder of it all. And the thing was, was, as I was watching, I I took about five, six minutes to pass. And as, as I was watching, it passed between, of course, earth and the moon. And I thought, so much beyond the beyond is so much more the wonder of God. And it's just, could we just take a moment to go outside? I love jasmine. I don't know if any of you love, I just love the smell this time of year of jasmine. And it's just like being refreshed. It's like we can inhale. And I just want to encourage you students, graduates, moms and dads, friends gathered here today, go kick rocks. Just go kick rocks. Take a break. I want you to remember, graduates, that the vocation that the Lord leads you to is critical. But it's just a tool for God to use in you and through you for his glory to reach your neighbors and the nations. Remember also that as a Jesus follower, it is a poor testimony to be a poor student. Did you get that? It is a poor testimony to be a poor student. I knew by the 10th grade in high school that God was calling me to ministry. And uh, I was doing, I had a great time in high school, I might add. I had a great time. But a a man at our church at First Baptist Memphis that ran the gym, Leon Mitchell, pulled me aside one day and said, Listen, I've just gotten word, I'm not going to tell on anybody, it had to be my mother and her moo-moo probably. Uh, I, I see where you like made C's. All C's. I said, yeah, but I had a great time last six weeks. God's called you to give your very best, Rob. And my life changed then, that day. I wasn't giving God my very best. And I graduated with honors from college. Lordy, how come? Sure did. Yeah, me too. Like you've never heard that before. Wow. Wow. Be disciplined. Nobody can study and learn for you. Learning without labor leads to failure. Nothing works unless you do. Am I making any sense here at all? This is so important. My dear friend and and vision mentor, Jay Strack, he started Student Leadership University. We likely have some folks in the room, certainly folks that are, some folks online that are watching. Leadership begins at the feet of Jesus. Dr. Jay also said that leaders are readers. You will be known by the places you go, the people you meet, and the things you read. And I want to encourage you college students, and don't think you can do this on mom and dad's nickel here, but I want to encourage you, travel. Travel the world. Because when you get out of college and you get married and you have a wah, 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 it's not going to be as easy to travel the world, is it? Your education should be used to glorify Jesus and to reach and bless others. Stay strong, stay surrendered, stay in the scriptures, learn for a living. And then verse 16 of chapter 2, decide to discern. Decide to discern, but shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness. I mentioned earlier that idle babblings translates godless 
chatter. This includes the blah, blah, blah of false teachers. David Jeremiah and others have said, the Bible will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the Bible. Don't just go to class to work and listen. Go to really hear, to learn, to embrace, learn to discern. Verse 15, rightly divide. This implies in its meaning, cutting through. This is an engineering term, much like what an engineer does in building a highway. Handle God's word carefully. Friends, stay close to Jesus and the Holy Spirit will help you. Don't miss this. will help you discern between faith, fact, fiction, and falsehood. Faith, fact, fiction, and falsehood. Here's what's going to happen to you. You're going to go, man, that doesn't sound real good. Something about that really bothers me. And that may just be the Holy Spirit. And so you want to call the most biblically knowledgeable person you know, and you want to talk to someone who's super spiritually deep that's perfect. You don't call your dad, you call your mom. But anyway, anyway you, want to call, you want to find out what Scripture says. Here, here's the thing about discernment. Discernment determines the degree of your success in life. If you don't discern those first few friends at college or in the military, you're in big trouble. Discernment determines the degree of your success in life. Stay strong, stay surrendered, stay in the Scriptures, learn for a living, decide to discern, and listen to this. You would be, you're shocked that I would bring this up as a point, I'm sure. Look to laugh a lot. Amen. You know, we've lost our tears for our neighbors and the nations, but we've lost joyful laughter. Look to laugh a lot. Ecclesiastes 3, 4, you know it well. There is a time to weep and a time to laugh. There is a time to mourn and a time to dance. Graduates, you must find a God-honoring, refreshing way to decompress, to relax, and to chill out. Laugh at yourself. Laugh with others. Don't laugh at others, especially if they're within arm's length of you. Don't do that. Find your sanctified laughter and cling to it. A life without laughter is no life at all. Bradley Sappenfield, raise your hand. This guy could get run over by a bus. Raise your hand again. Not everybody knows Bradley. This guy could get run over by a bus, and you're going to look, and all you're going to see is a smile. <laughs> True story, isn't it? Right? Bradley didn't know I was going to pick on him. Just, and you know, that's a, that's a, that's a happy heart. Now, Brad's a little weird, but I mean, besides that, he, he has a happy heart. <laughs> Learn to laugh a lot. Find your sanctified laughter. A life without laughter is no life at all. Have you ever, um, every once in a while, I'll, I'll say to Vicki or I'll say to one of my guys here, somebody, and this happened fairly recently, and I said, this is the most, this person, I said, this person that is concerned about this issue is the most humorless person I've ever met in my life. I haven't been able to do anything to make this person laugh in over 40 years. And I, you just think, let's just learn to laugh. A life without laughter opens the door to debilitating depression. Learn to laugh a lot. 
Remember that inappropriate laughter diminishes you and your testimony. This is where Robbie has to be careful. I find a lot of things funny. And sometimes I get the elbow under the table at dinner. I don't know if that ever happens to you. Luke Luke chapter 6, verse 21. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Stay strong, stay surrendered, stay in the scriptures, learn for a living, decide to discern, look to laugh a lot, and listen to this. Live to love. Live to love. Look in verse uh, 17 of chapter 3. Thoroughly equipped for every good work. Live to love. Now, try to follow me here. The more you love Jesus the more you will serve Jesus. And the more you serve Jesus, the more you will love Jesus, and the more you will want to love and serve others. You got that? The more you love Jesus, the more you will serve Jesus. And the more you serve Jesus, the more you will love Jesus, and, you will, and the more you will love and serve others. Love and service are the flip side of the same coin. True success is not defined by a position or by a pay scale, but this. Here's a major takeaway, not just for our graduates, but for all of us. Doing the most with what God has gifted you to do best. Doing the most with what God has gifted you to do best. 15-second timeout. This young lady right here, her name is Kristen. Y'all know Kristen right here? She is turning really red right now. Kristen, I taught her how to sing, by the way. Kristen is, an, Kristen is a very gifted young lady. We've known her since she was this, this tall. And she was teaching elementary school, middle, middle than elementary for a while. And God said, I want you to be a nurse. And she's now, she just graduated. She's a nurse. But do you know why she was practicing, I want to live to love? Now, she could love on the ankle biters and the crumb crushers and the uh, growing up communist children or whatever they are. She could love on those a whole lot. But her best way, her best gift is to serve by being a nurse. We have another one. I see Emily over here. There's several. Doing the most with what God has gifted you to do best. Lord, give me everything I need to spread your love to the ends of the earth. Everybody in this room, you have been given everything you need to spread the love of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. Don't hoard it, give it away. If not now, when? Last thing. Lean on your family. Lean on your family. 2 Timothy 1.5, you may flip back a page if you want. 2 Timothy 1.5, this is in Paul's discourse to young Timothy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and and I am persuaded is in you also. Resolve to remember from where you came. Now, not everybody in this room and not everybody watching online had a healthy childhood. But most of all, most of us would say, resolve to remember from where you came. 
Lois and Eunice. It sounds like Carol Burnett to me. I don't know why, but Lois and Eunice. Remember this. My mother was Vadine and my mamma was Adi May. You can't make those names up. Cling and hold closely your three families, your heavenly family. Oh, there's coming a day when Jesus takes us home or we pass away and we step into glory and we'll see Jesus face to face and then we'll be reunited with loved ones that have gone on before us. Remember your heavenly family. Remember your earthly family. Mom and dad have given up pretty much everything for you. You know, my kids, Vicki and I have this conversation all the time. I think it's hilarious. I think I shared this a couple of weeks ago that um, our, our married adult children uh, that are doing very well and on their own, we will go, uh, I think I shared this before, we'll go out to eat and somewhere and the, bill, and the check will come around. Even if it's my birthday, we'll go out to eat and the bill will come around and they get uh, T-Rex arms. Did I mention that a couple of weeks ago? You know, it's like the, you can't reach the bill. And then I love saying what I said a couple of weeks ago. I just say to them, there's coming a day when you're going to push me into Perkins in a wheelchair. You're going to stuff a napkin in my neck. You're going to dab the drool away from my cheek. And you're going to get right in my face and go, Robbie, you want your eggs scrambled or fried? And I would be one that haven't, hasn't seen a wallet in two years. That's going to be so much fun. If I remember it, it's going to be so much fun. Cling to your heavenly family, your earthly family, and your church family. Everybody in the room needs to hear this. Find and be faithful to your local church. You need them, and they need you. God's glory is most majestically displayed, not, not through you or through me, please hear this, but through us. To surrender your life to Jesus is to commit your life to his bride, the church. We're not after people joining this church just to have numbers. Numbers have names. You are a part of the bride of Christ when you join the local church. You're not just an attendee. I beg all of you, college students, go away. And when you, did I say go away? I go away. When you go to the military, wherever you go, join that local church and go. I tell college students all the time, the first Sunday after you have gone into the military, you've started your new job, uh, you've moved into the dorm, your first Sunday there, don't go to Bedside Baptist Church. Don't go to St. Mattress Presbyterian Church. Get up and go to church. When we were at Bellevue in the college ministry, we did a thing pretty much every Sunday called Wake Up Call. I had a telephone right here on the pulpit, on the podium in the college ministry room. And I had a microphone right here, and I would say, somebody give me a phone number, and we're going to see where this person is. And we would call and wake people up all the time. We did it every week. Some of you will remember that. We had a lot of fun. I only got cussed out one time and on the speaker, and it was from a student at Union University. That's, that's, that doesn't matter. <laughs> to surrender your life to Jesus is to commit your life to his bride, the church. We never once see the New Testament addressing followers of Christ who don't belong to the local church. You won't find it in the Bible. Don't just come. Dive in. Link arms. Be a part of the church. Do what God's called you to do. One day, on day six of the ill-fated mission of Apollo 13, the astronauts needed to make a critical course correction. 
you'll remember this. If they failed, they might never return to earth. To conserve power, they shut down the onboard computers that steered the craft. Yet the astronauts needed to conduct a 39-second burn of the main engines. How do you steer it? Astronaut Jim Lovell determined that they could if they could keep a fixed point in space in view through their tiny little window. They could steer the craft manually. That focal point turned out to be where? Earth, their destination. And as shown in the 1995 hit movie Apollo 13, for 39 agonizing seconds, Lovell focused on keeping the Earth in view. By not losing sight of that reference point, the three astronauts avoided disaster and made it home safely. Scripture reminds us that to finish our life mission successfully, Hebrews 12, 2, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. That's where our eyes need to be. For Christians, our reference point is Jesus. You can be flexible on many things in life, and you should be, but when it comes to the true north, of the Savior Jesus Christ and his teachings as a reference point, graduates, I want to say to you and to all of us, don't budge. Cling to Jesus. Cling to his holy word. Find fellow believers that you can do life with. The majority of your friends need to be committed Christians. Certainly you need to have lost Christians to share Jesus with. You become like who you hang around. Your parents are praying for that for you, by the way. Your grandparents as well. And we certainly are. Congratulations, class of 2021. We love you. Father, today, as we move toward the moment of invitation here, I pray that you would move in every heart and every life. Certainly, we've offered a message today to our graduates, but Lord, I believe this is a timely word for everyone here and everyone watching online to stay the course to fix our eyes on the unchangeable focal point, true north of Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you've never said yes to Jesus, come to Jesus today. Jesus, I need you. Tell him that right now. Whether If you're watching online, please don't click off. If you're in this room or beyond, don't gather your things. Come to Jesus. Jesus, I need you. Tell him that if you've never asked him to be your savior. I know that I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. Tell him that. I acknowledge that you, Jesus, died on the cross in my place. It should have been me. Tell him that. Jesus, I am indeed a sinner. And I confess my sin. Tell him that. I'm truly sorry for those things I've done wrong against you and against others. And right now, I repent of my sin. Tell him that. I turn away from my sin to you. Please forgive me. And Lord, on this day, May 16, 2021, I don't understand everything about you, but I know that I need you. Tell him that. I receive you as my Savior right now.
Come into my life. Save me. Change me. Make me who you want me to be. That's the prayer of your heart for the first time. With every head bowed and every eye closed. We just lift your hand. The balcony in this room here, anyone. You just trusted Jesus to save you. Just raise your hand. Anybody else? You're here today or you're watching online. Maybe you'd say, hey, Rob, you went too fast. I do need Jesus in my life. Someone on, if you're watching online, you can call 901-309-7777. And someone will be glad to help you receive Jesus into your heart. Nobody can do it for you. We can only help you. If you get voicemail, leave a message. Someone will call back real soon. If you're in this room, you can go out the back doors. There'll be men waiting on you there to take a few moments in a quiet place. Or you can come here. We'll be here waiting on you. Thirdly, if you're here and you've been looking for a church home and you're imperfect like we're imperfect, and a lot of what you've heard today and beyond and what you have gleaned from Scripture, would you come today and plant your life this church imperfect as we all are would you please link arms with us to reach our neighbors and the nations we will stand by you as you stand by us the doors of our hearts and of our church swing open there's not a more perfect time than right now maybe you have lunch plans whatever with a graduate whatever it'll take just a few minutes you can come here you can go out into the lobby someone will meet you Or if you're here today, you send somebody to pray with you. We're both here and in the lobby. And I want to add this, two things. You watch little Levi joyously proclaim his faith in Jesus through baptism. Maybe you're a believer and you need to be biblically baptized. Just come and say, I need baptism.